0: Humboldt Last Week. I'm glad you're here. This is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. Hi, thank you so much for listening. This is a way to hear top stories from Humboldt's last week in news while you're doing things, driving, exercising, working, hanging out outside, anytime. I appreciate you telling friends about Humboldt Last Week cannot tell you how much it means to me whenever people say hey i heard about the podcast to dig what's happening you can connect in tons of ways at humboldtlastweek.com support this week comes from adventures edge your local outdoor store to help you get out and hike bike paddle or climb located in eureka next to wendy's and in arcada north of the plaza get in on the good deals and outdoor ideas on facebook and instagram that's adventures edge And Bongo Boy Studio. Bongo Boy is one of Humboldt's best resources for musicians. Great room, world-class signal path, pro-level engineers, and a 15-year history of successful projects. They also archive tapes and make CDs and DVDs locally in short runs. For more info, call 839-5090 or go to bongoboystudio.com. Well, John Marcial was a guest on the show a couple weeks ago. You catch that? He was presented with the Rare Citizen's Distinguished Service Medal, which was presented by Sheriff Hansel. John saved an 11-year-old girl from an alleged attempted murder by her own mom at the beach near Ferndale. This mom was apparently trying to perform what she thought was an exorcism. According to the time standard, John also received a night stay for two at the Benbow Inn, and the Five Eleven restaurant in Eureka gave him a dinner out with his wife. His daughter said, for me, it's like, he's already a hero, and then it's like a hero times a thousand. The police in Eureka made another arrest related to people stealing stuff from Betty Chin in her storage facility. Can you believe that? Once again, the additional person arrested for this fits the very description of those Betty aims to help the homeless. Kim Kemp reported this woman had stolen stuff, including toys for homeless kids, hidden under a tarp where she was staying. And by the way, Betty's storage facility was burgled again. There have been community efforts to donate to Betty and help her clean up after these break-ins. EPD told the Times-Standard that advanced security systems will donate a security system to the storage space. And EPD has stepped up enforcement in the area. Speaking of which, Eureka put up a fence about a block long near the co-op, which shut down one of the major daytime gathering spots for homeless people in Eureka. Fenced off sidewalk, what a sight. This is uh, across from that free dining facility there, spot where cops say things have been getting out of hand. And by the way, this is where some of Betty's stolen stuff was found. Loco reported officers in Eureka said this was temporary. They want homeless folks to hang out at the mission during the day. They have worked hard to find other viable daytime spots. And like I said, they're actively watching the sidewalk scene there. Uh, Just an incredibly sad summer tragedy. A man from Arcata died while wakeboarding at Ruth Lake. 38 years old. Thoughts are with his friends and family. We have a colonel in the county. Alan Dollison is from Eureka. He's a lawyer and in the Army Reserves. He's done three tours going to Iraq and Afghanistan. His recent promotion to colonel was confirmed by the U.S. Senate. He also just earned his second Bronze Star. He spoke with the Times Standard about his roles, mostly in civil affairs, deputy commanding a 32-person police advisor team, and using his law experience to guide high-ranking police officials. Cool. Dollison is a husband, father of two, former Humboldt County. Deputy district attorney and now a local private defense attorney. You may also remember he ran to be district attorney back in 2014. There's this oh ship moment. Maybe you saw the photos of this boat right there on the highway on Broadway in Eureka. Fell off a trailer just north of the Bayshore Mall. Taking up that southbound lane on High Lake 101, I mean Highway 101. I'm sure when it hit the asphalt, the sound was a real Captain Crunch. Ixnay to the Kmart in Eureka. It's going out of business in October. K marching out of town. Their parent company, Sears, announced the Eureka Kmart would be one of 43 locations to close across the country. It'll shut down, like I said, in October, so keep an eye out for closing sales. Uh, What do you think they're going to do with the space out there? Anyway, here's to hoping their employees find jobs fast. McKinleyville is getting a skate park next to the library. 19,000 square foot area was selected. According to the union, an organization will likely have three years to fund and construct the skate park. There's still an approval process. Hey, that'll be just down the road from the brewery there. I mean brewery there. Hola, mola, mola. There's this mola mola on the Samoa side of Humboldt Bay. They're also known as ocean sunfish. Someone from the HSU Marine Lab told Loco they're usually offshore eating jellyfish, so it's rare for them to come up to the bay. Rare enough to say holy mola when you see it. Well, here's this one. Do you hear about this? Some of our local news TV stations were bought out by a company that, as the Times Standard pointed out, has drawn criticism for its conservative leanings. This company's top content boss was even a senior advisor to President Trump's campaign. Sinclair is the company. They're accused of force feeding politically biased information into local newscasts for their 200-ish stations across the country. So locally, we're talking about the North Coast news stations, Fox and ABC. So now with Sinclair at the helm of whatever North Coast news will be, it looks like they'll be strategically inserting biased content into the brains of locals. So John Oliver recently covered this on his HBO show last week tonight. You catch that? Here are some examples his team found of the produced content Sinclair requires their stations to air.
1: I've got a message for certain students. Listen up closely, Snowflake. Yes, I'm talking to you. You, the social justice warrior who whines for trigger warnings and safe spaces, not grown up enough to deal with the facts, then hunkered down in your room and Snapchat the day away with other social justice warriors. College isn't a babysitting service. It's time to grow up, Snowflake. We are threatened by a nasty cancer epidemic. It's a danger to our nation. It is political correctness and multiculturalism. Words that were once acceptable in polite conversation are no longer... Handicapped and retarded are now off-limits. There is one step that's proven to dramatically reduce domestic violence. Marriage. I am now a proud Washington Redskins fan. And the opinion that only black people can legitimately have an afro? Someone should tell that to American folk singer Art Garfunkel.
0: (laughs) So Sinclair not only makes their stations air stuff like that during local newscasts, they also ask anchors to introduce stories with certain scripts.
1: <Reyko> Did the FBI have a personal vendetta in pursuing the Russia investigation of President Trump's former national security adviser Michael Flynn?
0: Did the FBI have a personal vendetta in pursuing the Russia investigation of President Trump's former national security adviser Michael Flynn? Did the FBI have a personal vendetta in pursuing the Russia investigation of President
1: Trump's former national security adviser Michael Flynn? Did the FBI have a personal vendetta in pursuing the investigation?
0: It could very well be true. So it looks like Sinclair is really the only major news company doing this, self-producing national content for their local news stations to run. Bill Maher even recently delved into this on his HBO show whenever he interviewed Sinclair's chief political analyst, a guy named Boris Epstein, who also used to be a senior advisor to President Trump. So a lot of people know journalism in America was founded on this principle of objectivity, that is, not picking a side delivering facts uh, but as you know there have been some questions lately uh, if objectivity is really a priority anymore whenever it comes to news in our country and it kind of appears that sinclair has gone away from the objectivity thing picking a side
2: well, whose side are you on i'm again
1: very much on America's side. I'm it, on the president's side. And, but here's what I will tell you. I think Rex, the
0: same thing. Rex, really. Rex, Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson went to Russia. He had his needs. And it's kind of evident how things are going to go because this is what Sinclair chief political analyst Boris Epstein thinks of Trump.
1: So let me talk about the Donald Trump I know. He is pragmatic. He is smart. What? He is kind. He's supportive. And honestly, he's the best politician I've ever worked with. I've been on the last three Republican presidential campaigns. And first of all, we won, which was nice. And second of all, he's a great communicator. He's great at relating to people. And I know the audience disagrees. I know the audience you know, is. I mean, but, I'm telling you, it's a tough gig for but you. That's I, fine. Yeah, I
0: love it. I, I, it's fine. You know, there have been a lot of commenters weighing in on this. Some people saying they can't watch news like this. Others, they brought up the point that the Sinclair takeover of the North Coast news stations has the potential to balance out what they consider to be a major left leaning bias in the mainstream media. So I reached out to Jeremy Chen. You may remember he's a former North Coast news reporter. He now works for the ABC station in Coachella, KESQ, which is not a Sinclair station. Uh, He said this takeover can have some good benefits. But he also says he has some concerns about the perception of the station to humble viewers. So let's talk about what he said the upsides are. I'll read what he sent me. Sinclair is one of the largest media companies that owns local news stations. They've been known to update and revamp and even buy new equipment at their stations with their deep pockets, and that can be a benefit in presenting a quality news program. The North Coast news stations already have fairly new equipment when I worked there, so I would not be surprised if Sinclair added more tools and resources for the reporters and anchors to use in-house or out in the field. North Coast News also broadcasts in HD, and potentially a new graphics package will make the news product look very very sleek compared to Channel 3, which I believe still broadcasts in SD. Again, this is former North Coast News reporter Jeremy Chen talking about the Sinclair takeover of the North Coast News stations. Now, here's what he said about the downside. The must-run stories that Sinclair dictates does give me great concern, as they're skewed to the right, and a local news station should never skew to one side or another. It does not bode well with how the station is perceived to viewers. Quality local journalism should not be tarnished with biased reporting and would go against the slogan of, get the facts right, currently at the station. I know some people in Eureka have already said they would boycott the station, but I would ask them not to. You should judge the station based on its local reporting. If you don't think the local content of the newscast is on par with Channel 3, that's one thing, but if you're simply turned off by the must-runs on Sinclair or the perception of Sinclair, I would say give the reporters and anchors a chance at whatever North Coast news will be. I've worked with quite a few people at the station who are still there currently, and we took great pains to be objective, especially when it comes to sensitive local issues such as homelessness and cannabis cultivation focus on the content of local stories and there should be no skews politically usually the first 15 minutes of north coast news is dedicated to local content unless a huge national or international story breaks i know that's what viewers cared for very much in that market There are good people who are great reporters at the station that care about the issues facing viewers in both Humboldt and Del Norte counties. There are excellent journalists at local Sinclair stations that are appalled by things like the must-runs and try to distance from them however they can. Again, those comments were from Jeremy Chen, former North Coast news reporter who now works for the ABC station in Coachella, KESQ. And again, I'll remind you, KESQ is not a Sinclair station. All right. Joining me is Ryan Burns of the Lost Coast Outpost. Thanks for your time, Ryan. Yeah, my pleasure. So I've been reading your articles this week. Uh, The sheriff's office has been looking into how an office they oversee has been allowing the sale of dead people's stuff uh, to their own employees, which, you know, on top of sounding completely illegal is completely friggin' illegal. What the heck is going on, Ryan? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, I got a a tip
2: a while back, last month, about... um, uh, the estate of a guy named Fred Hawkins, who was Eureka resident. He worked at the um, the mill over on the peninsula for, you know, most of his career. Um, and the tip was about his belongings after he died. Apparently, he died with no known heirs uh, and had no will. So that's, that's the situation where the county uh, public administrator's office takes over and handles the estate. And ever since early uh, 2015, the Public Administrator's Office has been part of the County Sheriff's Office. So I started looking into it. um, You know, the the tipster who uh, uh, told me about the estate was concerned specifically about some of the belongings, Mr. Hawkins' belongings, including a a 1976 Corvette that um, uh, apparently was purchased by a sheriff's deputy. And as you mentioned, at the beginning, that is against state law. Uh, whenever a, a public administrator is is uh, named an executor of the estate, uh, the administrator and his deputies are, are forbidden from uh, purchasing any of those items that, that belong to the estate. So I started, uh, you know, requesting documents and uh, interviewing people in the office, and uh, yeah, it turns out this was a fairly common practice, or at least the last two or three years, uh, and maybe longer. I'm still looking into it. But, um, yeah, as of this morning, we just found out that uh, the FBI and the state attorney general's office are getting involved in the investigation.
0: Wow. So we'll dive into that just in a little bit. But sheriff's employees, they've been routinely allowed to illegally purchase cars and trucks and computers, TVs, guns. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff in your articles here. Four sheriff's employees have uh, bought this stuff since the beginning of last year, mostly under retired sheriff Mike Downey. It looks like there was just one purchase under Hansel. Um, Does it seem like they're getting really good deals on this stuff? You know, I'm not an expert at at evaluating this stuff, but the one I looked into
2: most of all was um, this 1976 Corvette that belonged to Fred Hawkins. And I did, you know, just sort of a Google search and, and searched various uh, websites that sell cars, autotrader.com, eBay, uh, etc. And, you know, it, it seemed low based on what I found. But uh, as I said, I'm not an expert. And that's not so much an issue because regardless of whether they were getting sweetheart deals, it remains against the law if, if they're, Purchasing directly from the uh, public administrator. Um, obviously, it, it looks worse if they're getting great deals, which um, you know I, I imagine that will be uh, a part of the investigation. But yeah, it's it's curious. You know, in um, it used to be a separate office in Humboldt County. There used to be a, an elected county coroner slash public administrator, and then in, in February of 2015, that office got. Uh, Merged with the county sheriff's office. So technically, the county sheriff is both well, all three. He's the sheriff, he's the coroner, and he's the public administrator.
0: Okay, so let's talk about how you have these four sheriff's employees that have bought this stuff, but there's also like stuff purchased by people close to the sheriff's office. I saw there's a retired deputy, uh, a firefighter, a politician. How does the legality of all this apply to them? Is it just unethical but legal? yeah that's kind of a gray area right now you know i I think that um,
2: uh, technically it's not against the law at least what I've seen of the law uh, you know the the um, but it's indicative of this process this seems to be a lack of public bidding uh, the general public isn't apparently is not getting an opportunity to uh, purchase these items, which would suggest that the public administrator is not doing his utmost to uh you know to get the most he could for these properties or um you know automobiles as you mentioned it's a number of different things but uh it looks like people on the in the inner circle of uh the public administrator and the sheriff's office are getting first dibs on uh all these things i'm not sure the extent that um you know these friends of of the sheriff's office getting deals is, is against the law, but it certainly doesn't look good.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, people at the sheriff's office, they've been told to return this stuff, right? Uh, they've been kind of tight lipped about, you know, what they can say as there's a, a, an investigation into this right now. But would you say that's kind of an acknowledgement of wrongdoing?
2: Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, to Sheriff Hansel's credit, uh, he's been, you know, pretty open about the whole process from, the moment this uh, story broke, you know, I had only interviewed, uh, let's see, I believe he's the um, chief deputy coroner and public administrator, Ernie Stewart. Uh, and I interviewed him and uh, got some documents through a Public Records Act request. And very shortly thereafter, Sheriff Hansel announced this. Uh, investigation, and uh, he sat down with me and, and was very forthcoming about uh, where things stand. He said that um, you know multiple deputies had purchased this stuff, and that was before I had the documentation to verify that. So he's been, you know, he's been very honest. I get the impression that he's determined to uh, have a you know complete investigation into this. Um, but yeah, the, the documents I found uh, showed that. Um, You know, there were four sheriff's deputies who completed purchases. A fifth uh, put a deposit down on a car and then ended up uh, the sale was canceled. So um, for whatever reason, that that deputy did not go through with the purchase.
0: Was that after you started looking into this?
2: No, that was uh, uh, sometime last year.
0: Last year. okay. well, another thing that kind of stands out from your coverage, Ryan, apparently there's an appraiser whose role it is to prevent special deals like this, obviously it's still been happening. Would you say that that's like where most of the oversight comes from in these types of situations is from this appraiser?
2: Yeah, he he serves the function of appraising, but he's, uh, you know, he is essentially in charge of, uh, um, you know, verifying that the amounts that these uh, objects are sold for is, is reasonable. And it you know, As I said, I am not an expert on evaluating the value of these things. So whether or not uh, these sheriff's deputies were paying reasonable dollar amounts for the goods they received, I don't know. Um, So, you know, it's – but somebody should have been aware of this state law and whether the the sheriff was aware of it or any of the deputies – remains to be seen, but as I said in my uh, interview with Sheriff Hansel, it seems a pretty fundamental law to, to the job of a public administrator, and of course, as many of our uh, commenters have pointed out, law enforcement will tell you that ignorance of the law is not an excuse for breaking it, so it's unclear exactly where the gaps in the system are, but uh, uh, or were, rather, but clearly there were gaps.
0: And now, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, you said the DA's office has asked the FBI and state attorney general's office to get involved in the investigation. There's a lot of skeptics out there. I see on the comment boards, you know, people that post that meme like, oh, the cops are investigating themselves. Big surprise. There's no wrongdoing, that type of thing. Do you think that'll sit well with them, knowing the FBI and state attorney general's office is in on this now?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, District Attorney uh, Maggie Fleming just uh, sent me an email this morning saying that that was the case, that she's asking for the FBI and the State Attorney General to get involved. And, uh again, I think that speaks well of, of her commitment to seeing a thorough investigation because I think by the letter of the law she didn't have a conflict of interest sufficient enough to, uh you know, force recusal of herself. But um, she, you know, some of the key people involved, including Eureka Mayor Frank Yeager, who, who was also the former coroner, uh, Sheriff Consul, and uh, this uh, Eureka attorney, who um, is part of the process. They were all supporters of her VA uh, campaign back in 2014. So she agreed to, um, or decided rather, to call in uh, the FBI and the Attorney General just to avoid even the appearance of conflict, which, um, you know, I I think that does speak to, you know, a determination to to have a complete and thorough investigation.
0: Well, uh, it's really thorough coverage, Ryan. Um, What's the best deal you've ever gotten on something? Ever. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: know, I've never purchased anything from uh, law enforcement that I'm aware of, but uh, I've gotten some steals on Craigslist.
0: Craigslist. So you didn't get anything like the uh, mafia people say that fell off a truck? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh you know i once uh i once bought a very cool burl sculpture at the uh Auric rodeo and and it seemed uh suspiciously underpriced so i don't know that might have been mm. not good
0: you're saying you didn't do anything illegal though to get that item to like say a shady deal with your coworkers in the alley behind the outpost office or anything
2: no no i i was just uh happy to take up it's a, a bear head carved out of a burl and uh, it was only like 40 bucks, and I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's a heck of a bargain.
0: <laughs> Beautiful, man. Well, hopefully that's not going to be the norm now is getting items in this way. You did a great job in your coverage, Ryan. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to mention?
2: No. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on, Miles. Appreciate
0: it. One more time, I want to thank the sponsors of this episode, Adventure's Edge and Bongo Boy Studio. Please like Humboldt Last Week if you haven't already on Facebook. Connect in all the ways at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Get in touch if you have any comments, questions, concerns, ideas. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.